Well, that song really doesn't need any introduction at all. Um, that is of obviously Bruce Springsteen, Darkness on the Edge of Town, and we are celebrating the 40th year anniversary. And today I have Frank Stefanko with me, who has been on my show quite a few times and a uh, very amazing photographer and um, so many other things, uh, such a mentor to me. Um, with photography and other things and we would love to bring him on into the studio we're going to be talking today about his 40 years of iconic Bruce Springsteen's Darkness on the Edge of Town cover he's a fine art photographer he's uh, got his stuff in uh, the Morrison Hotel Gallery as well as many other projects we'd like to talk about a new book that he um, just came out with just recently and uh, he's, you know, done a lot of iconic photography for a lot of other people. So let me bring Frank into the studio because, you know, we're just going to talk a little bit about everything. Hey, Frank, how are you? Miss Holly, how are you? <laughs> I am great. You're so cute, Miss Holly. I know. Listen, you know, that song just, like, gets me every time I hear it. I just love that song. It's so iconic. And, you know, well, you I know, you gotta. Come, I'm sorry. Come. Go ahead. No, no, no. no. Go, 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 go. No, no, you, no, you, no, gonna, you. <laughs> no, no, you, no, you. No. What I was no, going to say was, I told you when before we started. I thought the uh, one review. Well, there are many reviews out on your 40 years later on this cover, and your relationship and how it came to be and how everything, but. You know, I really enjoyed the one interview that we spoke about that I mentioned, and um, there's a lot of really great information in there and a lot of photograph- different, um, you know, talking about the different photography you did. So, you know, let's go for it. Let's, why don't you introduce yourself, tell our listeners a little bit about what you've done, and um, let's talk about your new new project and, you know, just – well, let's go, let's start where we where we start with the 40th anniversary yeah. of Darkness on the Edge of Town, and I'm Frank Stefanko, mm-hmm. and I'm uh, in New Jersey, and Miss Holly Steffi is over there in sunny California, <laughs> and we're going to do this uh, oh, yeah. 3,000 mile conversation. So <laughs> we just played you just played Darkness on the Edge of Town seriously, and mm-hmm. uh, if you listen carefully to the lyrics, uh, you'll realize that. There's a man who is faced with, um, or it could be a man, could be a woman, could be anybody, but uh, it's a person faced with, uh, you know, issues and and uh, and hardships and things that he has to get by, and and he's gonna and he's gonna do it, and he's gonna get up on that hill, and he'll be there, and he'll do what he has to do, and uh, the the theme is. Um, is very serious. And uh, somebody had asked me a while back when uh, in an interview, I don't know if it was the entertainment weekly or one of the other ones, but somebody had Mm -hmm. said, um, you know, uh, what is it about darkness? You know, and uh, it's a rite of passage. It's remember the first three albums, um, uh, greetings from Asbury park and uh, the, the wild, the innocent and the E street shuffle. And then, and then of course the brilliant album uh, born to run, uh, that my friend Eric Miola did the cover for, uh, all dealt with, you know, girls, cars, and, and, and so forth and so on, you know, uh, 
in Born to Run, he's talking about the uh, barefoot girl sitting on the hood of the Dodge, drinking warm beer in this soft summer rain. I mean, Bruce Springsteen's a poet. I mean, just listen to that. His mm-hmm. his words, you know, evoke such great visions and 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 thoughts. But um, darkness was a step away from the girls, the cars, and the, I mean, they were still mentioned, but there were much more mature themes uh, in darkness. It was, it was Bruce getting older, Bruce getting wiser. He had just come out of a three year uh, litigation to break ties with his former manager and, and uh, be able to move forward with uh, Mr. John Landau and, and, uh, and, and for Bruce to become, you know, totally in charge of everything he does. And, and to do it his way. It's his vision. It's his dream. He's the artist. So uh, when we come to darkness on the edge of town, I was asked, you know, the cover is not what you call your glamour cover. Uh, It's Uh very, very straightforward. There's Bruce leaning against the cabbage rose wall, you know, staring back at you with this look of um, concern on his face. Uh, I think Bruce in his autobiography had mentioned about this cover shot and he said that he basically just stood there and gave gave out his best troubled look, you know. Uh, mm. But but somebody had asked me, you know, uh, you photographed Bruce uh, for the cover, you know, and uh, were you did you listen to the songs? Did you know about the characters? And I said no, you know, I did not before we started these four or five sessions for Darkness. Uh, of which actually the cover shot was shot on the very first day we started working together. But what happened is, B and I did not, you know, I knew about Bruce's past work, his past songs, and, you know, I knew a little bit about where he came from, but I did not know where he was going with this album. So uh, what I told everybody was that what I photographed, who I photographed, was the young man standing in front of my lens. Uh, That Mm -hmm. was the man that I saw, that was the character that I saw as well. And and fortunately for me, Bruce felt that the way I portrayed him uh, represented the characters that he was talking about in the album. And subsequently, oh, wow. uh, we, we did a repeat on The River as well, because The River was actually a continuation of Darkness on the Edge of Town. There were similar mm-hmm. subjects. Um, he wrote many of those songs at the same time he was writing for darkness. So we were, I was very blessed to get those and, and 40 years, I can't believe 40 years burning down the road, as Bruce says. Is that crazy? Uh, the, 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 wow. the album is still very, very valid and very, you know, very meaningful. Mm-hmm. But um, that was, that was the beginning of my 40 year uh, collaboration with Bruce uh, photographically off and on for all these years. And, um, you know, and it couldn't have come at a better time because um, I did uh, with Mr. The Maestro Guido Harare. Uh, mm-hmm. I was able to uh, tell you this story, Holly. Uh, yeah, I was no, go looking for it. At my, I was looking at my material and, uh, you know, I did a book in 2003 um, called uh, uh, Days of Hope and Dreams, an intimate portrait of yes. Springsteen. But it, it only encompassed um, from 1978 to 1982. Um, 
which was the darkness, the river, and we did shoots for Nebraska, although I did not get the, you know, the album cover for Nebraska, but we did, we did shooting sessions for it. So we put those in a, in a book and uh, with a lot of stories and anecdotes about the shooting and the, you know, our camaraderie and so, so forth. Anyway, many years go by and I was looking through my archives of, you know, all the, my negatives, my slides, my digital files, everything. And I said, my goodness, you know, we're still doing this. It's 40 years burning down the road. We've still been Mm -hmm, working together mm -hmm. off and on. And I said, maybe I have another book here. And it was about the same time that my friend Guido Horati uh, emailed me from Italy. And he said, it's time you do a new Springsteen book. Yeah. (laughs) And I said, you know, I said, Guido, you have always been a kindred spirit, but now you're inside my head. Let's go. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Well, within a few weeks, he was on a plane from Italy, coming, came over to New Jersey to my place, and we started tearing through all the material that I had accumulated, all the, you know, all the photographs and uh, ephemera and everything else. And, you know, and I was telling him stories, and he said, not only do we have a book here, Frank, but we have a massive special very special book and instead of doing it instead of doing a trade edition uh where we would have to really tone it down a lot i want to i want to go all out and make this a very good book and a very you know high quality i mean the book weighs 10 pounds and uh uh Mm -hmm. you know it's there's it's done at uh uh, Milan Graphique, which does all the great printing in Italy for Tashin and Genesis Press and all oh, the nice. big uh, publishers. So th- th- there's three or four different kinds of papers that are used, including translucent pages, uh, gilt mm-hmm. edge. That's, uh, and when Guido came over, he started, we, we got out, you know, we put everything on the light box and Guido started assembling some negatives on the light box, and he's just putting one on another. And I said, what? and they weren't my best negative. I said, what are you doing? And he, and he says, watch. And he just, and all of a sudden, there's this collage of negatives of light on light and, and, and images coming. And I said, Guido, you're pazzo. In Italian, pazzo means crazy, you know. So, mm-hmm, uh, but I said, mm-hmm. but I love it. I love it. <laughs> Let's go. Let's do it. So with his wizardry and my stories and my photographs and you know and we we just got together and the two of us uh uh basically became one crazy person and we put this book together and um we only we only made 1978 copies it uh because mm-hmm. that's the first year I started working with Bruce in 1978 and that's of great. those 1978 copies 350 of them were very expensive deluxe editions. It came with an additional photograph, and um, and it's um, it came in a clamshell box, and you know with all this extra stuff. Oh and, wow! Uh, they mm-hmm. sold out right away. Actually, they're almost sold out. I was talking to uh, uh, Richard Horowitz the other day at uh, Morrison Hotel Gallery, and he informed me that there are still two copies left of the deluxe oh, nice. edition. Over at the okay, uh, Morrison Hotel Gallery at the Sunset Marquee Hotel in West Hollywood. So he's got two left. Okay, so uh, we thought they were all we my thought Cal- they were totally all sold my out. Cali friends, all my Cali <laughs> friends. If you want a copy of this book, you got to get over to the Morrison. And I forgot to say, this is Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. And if you want to call in, 
347 I'm sorry. I forgot to say that at the beginning of the show. I was so excited to talk gotta to you. Got to do it. But, yeah, gotta guys, call go, go for it. No, go for it. Go to um, go to the Morrison Hotel Gallery, the one in L.A., and uh, go get those books because they're not going to be around for very much longer, I'm sure. Yeah. And, now, the, uh, the, you know, the so go for it. Let's finish. One, mm-hmm. Because they are signed and numbered and, you know, there's only mm-hmm. so many, they're expensive. So uh, the less expensive one, which is called the Collector's Edition, there are still uh, copies available through Morrison Hotel Gallery in in both uh, L.A. and New York, uh, Snap Galleries okay. Limited in, in the U.K., Wall of Sound Gallery, mm-hmm. where where it's published in, in Italy, in Alba, Italy, mm-hmm. uh, and, and also through the Backstreet's website in the U.S. and Badlands website in the U.K., if you're familiar with those, they're very excellent uh, Bruce Springsteen websites. So they're available through those five vendors only. And, um, you know, you can still get, there are still collector's editions that are less expensive than the uh, very, very expensive collector's edition. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that was 40, we put the 40 years. Of course, we gave Bruce uh, a few copies. And, and uh, I saw him recently in New York and at the... Uh, Kristen Ann Carr Fund uh, uh, auction and gala, and he was very, very uh, impressed with the book. He really loved it, and so that that's the that was the approval that I needed. You know, if he liked it, then, oh yeah, then I, I know it's good. You know, and and big congratulations out to him for winning the awards the other night. Um, I know that he won a couple awards. I was seeing that on the uh, newsfeed for. Um, yeah, his music well, he did and win a special like that. Uh, Tony Award mm-hmm. for his Broadway mm-hmm. show at the Tony Awards yep. the other night, and and actually he did a little piece from the show, which was very really? very moving. A lot of people had called in uh, to you know I've, I've heard a lot of people talking about it and on my Facebook page, uh, and they were very very impressed. But that was only a small part of um, of the show, which is. Yeah, <laughs> you know he did. the 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 show itself is is um, based. Uh, I want to say loosely, but it's more than loosely around his memoir, his biography called "Born to Run." Mm-hmm. that came out about a year ago, and I was mm-hmm. once again I was very honored to uh, have one of my photographs on the cover of that book, and um, uh, <laughs> the book itself is just. It, he opens up his whole heart and his life to the reader. But what's what's also interesting is that um, I read the book, but um, I also bought the audio book. And what's very mm-hmm. interesting is that my wife and I drive down to Florida a lot, to the Everglades, to do landscape photography in the swamps and in the mm-hmm. wilds, you know, birds and alligators and palm trees yeah. and all that good stuff. And it's a long drive. Sometimes we fly, but many times we stop and see people on the way. So we'll drive and it's a very long drive. And the audio book mm-hmm. for born to run. There are 16 CDs, 16 discs for 20 hours. So if you happen to be taking a long distance drive a long across country trip. or something, 
buy the audio book and play it because oh, that's great. It, it, my wife and I were laughing and crying to listen because Bruce mm. narrates it himself. There's not uh, an actor that, <laughs> that's narrating it. Bruce is telling the story. So if you're driving along after a few hours listening, you all of a sudden it seems like, hey, Bruce is riding shotgun in your car and he's telling you this story it's while right you're driving there. along. Yeah. And it doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. No, that's great. And, you know, I just wanted to say um, you are also known for taking quite a lot of other people's iconic photos besides just uh, Bruce Spring- Springsteen's photos. We, I wanted to mention uh, you have done a lot of stuff with Patti Smith and quite a few other people. And... Uh, you know, that's pretty cool. So I wanted to let everyone know that, you know, your stuff is in the Morrison Hotel Gallery. And yep. uh, besides and, uh, the, the way, books. Uh, regarding Patty yeah. Smith, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this or not, but nobody nobody told me not to. But uh, Patty is coming out <laughs> with a an mm-hmm. illustrated, uh, illustrated meaning, I guess, drawings and lots of photographs of her mm-hmm. best-selling book, um, just kids, you know. Oh, you're so, um, The national bestseller, yeah. That uh, she's doing a, a a version of that with a lot of art. So uh, uh, I'm not sure oh, when nice. it's coming out, but it, it's uh, you know it's it's definitely something to to get uh, when it comes out. Uh, interesting oh, yeah. enough. Speaking of you know some of these people that I you know I work with a lot of people and I, I'm friends with a lot of people, but. When the um, when my book Bruce Springsteen Further Up the Road, the the big book that we were just uh-huh. talking about, uh, came out in November, um, we did three gallery shows uh, to coincide with the release of the book. One, of course, at Morrison, at um, you know in in West Hollywood at the Sunset Marquee. One at Morrison Hotel Gallery in Soho in New York City, and one at Wall of Sound Gallery, of course, in Alba, because that's that's Guido's gallery. And uh, mm-hmm. while I was in New, while I was in L.A., I ran into Jimmy Wachtel, and Jimmy did the art direction for Bruce Springsteen's The River. And in in conversation with him, I learned that because I did some of these negatives from the album covers were lost. They're not lost, but you know somehow they got diverted. I never got them back. So. Uh, he had the full version, not the square album cover version, but the full-length version of the river cover on an inner negative, and he sent it to me. So I now have that in my possession. But more importantly, oh, wow. in New York, when we were at Morrison in New York, I ran into Dick mm-hmm. Wingate. Dick Wingate was an executive with Columbia oh, Records for Darkness on the Edge of Town. And once again, we started talking mm-hmm. about missing negatives and lost negatives, and he says, Frank, I think I have some of the outtakes from the darkness cover, or, uh, you know, if not the darkness cover itself. So guess what? After all, after, once again, the theme here is 40 years. After 40 years, I have finally been reunited with my lost babies. I have many oh, wow. uh, negatives that, uh, that Dick had sent me. Uh, for the, you know, for outtakes from the actual uh, cover shooting uh, for the darkness cover. So 
I'm going to be I'm going to be making those available to the galleries in the fall. I have to I'm going to work on those and pick out the very best ones. And there are some really, I mean, the fans would really love them because there's there's one where he's just got this wicked smile on his face, and there's some beautiful oh, yeah. stuff there. So. We are going to add those to uh, the catalog and make those available to all the galleries that represent me um, in the fall. Oh, that's fantastic. And you know what I wanted to say to you, um, besides just this photography and you getting back everything, what I'd like to do is segue back into 1978, right? The beginning. Let's the beginning, go from yeah. when you met. Yeah, the very beginning. What was it like? How did this happen? I know that there's a story well, behind it. How did you meet Bruce? There and is, what, how yeah, did it go? Pretty well known, a pretty well-known story about the fact that I was mm-hmm. listening to his music for many years prior to that, and I thought mm-hmm. that he was something very, very special. And and my friend Patty Smith was in New York City, and I had mentioned to her to keep an eye out for Bruce Springsteen that. You know, I think he was going to be famous someday. And uh, Bruce went to one of Patty's shows at the bottom line and went backstage to see her. And they were in a lot of, you know, in, in a big conversation about different things. And and Patty said, you ought to have my friend Frank in South Jersey photograph you. I think I think he would do a good job, you know. So that was the beginning. And then uh, ultimately, um, in 1978, when um, when Bruce was working on Darkness, Patty was working, they were working at the record plant on West 45th Street in Manhattan. And uh, Patty mm-hmm. was working in an, in an adjoining studio on an album called Easter, which uh, Lynn Goldsmith oh, was wow. the, uh, the great for, for that for that album. In any event, Bruce had seen some of the photographs I did of Patty at that time. And, um, and he really wanted me to... Uh, you know, to do a shooting session with them. And, and that was the beginning. Patty called me up and said, Bruce likes your work. And, uh, you know, he wants to get together and do some photos. So uh, I, I, of course, said yes immediately. And uh, shortly after that, a few months after that, he just called me at home one day and said, uh, hey, Frankie, let's get together and do some photos and, you know, and have some fun. Oh, wow. So that's how it all started. And that was 40 years ago. And we're still friends. <laughs> so, uh that's so I, I'm cool. elated. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, you know, the thing is, there's so much behind the pictures, and I know that you were talking a lot about, like, his moods and that. Because, I mean, over the years, you and I have, t- you know, with our interviews and just our conversations on the phone and stuff, you know, the just the pictures of him, you know, the, that that Corvette picture that you took of him uh, that I remember the story you told me about that. That was great. Um, you know, there's so many iconic photos that you've taken of him as well as many other people. Um, why don't we talk a little bit about how, um, you know, when you, what your, you know, your latest trip to Italy, <laughs> I had to get you on that trip to Italy and uh, you taking your book over there, because I know that you did a lot of different book, um, you know, signings and appearances and stuff with this new book. Why don't we talk a little bit well, about that? Well, I didn't have that, to take the book cool. over there, because that's where it was printed. So, it was already uh, there. It was already yeah. over. Yeah. 
Actually, yeah. anybody that, that orders the books, they get shipped mm-hmm. from Italy directly to the customer. Wow. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. But no, um, you know, uh, Italy is great. Uh, <laughs> Guido, I can't. Guido and Christina, his lady, and Alberto, mm-hmm. their son, uh, are just the sweetest people. And, uh, you know, I mean, first of all, I got to say a word for Guido Harari. Guido Harari is a world-class photographer in his own right. He's mm-hmm. been well-known in Europe for many, many decades. He's he's photographed pretty much anybody that's of, of – I mean, he's photographed – Everybody, you know, David Bowie, uh, Kate Bush, um, uh, Lou Reed, uh, uh, Laurie Anderson, Patty Smith, um, uh, Tom Joni Waits, Mitchell. Uh, yeah. Joni Mitchell, Luciano Pavarotti, yep. uh, you know, just, I mean, I, I could go on and on. The list goes on and on. He's mm-hmm. very well known and, and, and respected in Europe. And uh, now, mm-hmm. uh, by the way, he is now a member uh of uh, Morrison Hotel Gallery in the U.S. is representing him here, so that's kind that's of great. Cool. And and mm-hmm. we're you know they're happy about that, and so am I, and so is he. So, but um, you know to have this this guy, this crazy Italian guy who I who I love, you know, uh, just you know work to work with him is 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 amazing, and to see how connected he is in Italy with um, not only galleries, but, uh, you know, uh, musicians and, and just all kinds of important people. Uh, you know, he has a great gallery in Alba, Italy, um, in the wine country, in the Piedmont area, northern Italy. And um, they're just so gracious when we go up there. We go to Milan, we go to Torino, and, um, you know, uh, I can't tell you. We go to some of the restaurants. Some restaurants that we go to are just oh, to die yeah. for, and you know, and because uh, okay. because he's worked <laughs> with some restauranteurs, we've gone to one. Uh-huh. Uh, last trip up there, we went to one called uh, Osteria Gemma, which is a wonderful mm-hmm. place in um, I think it's uh, Rubino di Alba uh, on the top of this mm-hmm. hill. That when you look out over the countryside, you see these rolling. Uh, countryside with all these, uh, you know, uh, like like you have in in uh, in your neck of the woods with all these vineyards. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in the wine country, mm-hmm. and so um, and then beyond that, though, rising above it all with snow-capped tops are the Alps, uh, and, and oh, you know, yeah. and, I'm, and I'm, whoa, Switzerland's over there. You know, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, but anyway, uh, Gemma is it's such a she makes pasta for so many people for other restaurants. That's how, how um, famous her pasta is. And, but oh, wow. Guido said, we're going to go there for lunch. And, um, but don't eat any breakfast because lunch is a seven course, three and a half hour extravaganza. And um, people, oh, wow. wait, people, it takes people you have to put in reservations three months before you want to go to this place of course guido didn't have to do that but Gemma was this wonderful woman um she ruled with an iron fist but she had a heart of gold and uh, the food was just outstanding and the countryside was amazing and and every every place we went in italy was just so wonderful uh, it's my it was my second or third trip and 
you know, I can't wait to go back again. So, uh, you know, my wife and I just love it there. But but uh, Guido is working on many projects of his own, including uh, um, he's doing a, a book with uh, our dear friend uh, Christina Aragone. Uh, oh, nice. Okay. A book of, a, a book of hands and uh, uh, nice. that, uh, that are just exquisite. And I think that's coming out in the fall. And uh, he's working on several more books of his own. So, um, you know, he's he's never – I keep telling him to slow down. Uh, he's just going to – you know, he's just a, a – what's the word? He's just, a, you know, a whirling dervish. He keeps keeps going. He's, he's a powerhouse. you got yeah. to take a break. He is, you know. No, and he's, uh, but he's just he's an amazing guy life. to work with. Mm-hmm. He, oh. You know, what are you uh, currently Rada working on Rada right Rada now? What are you currently um, working on now, Frank? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm like I said, the only thing I have on, I really, after this book thing, because, uh, like I said, we did three shows in three weeks in three cities. I had to print mm-hmm. for three shows because we couldn't overlap. Uh, we were traveling all over the place. Um, I'm mm-hmm. still running two businesses over here, my photography business and another business. And um, right now, the only project I have on the, you know, besides a lot of, little things that people ask me to do uh, is to, to take these lost negatives that, are, that that have finally come back after wow. years from the darkness shoot. I'm going to be working on those with my printer down in Washington uh, to to uh, bring those back to life and uh, and make those available. So oh, that's wow. the only project I have on, on the docket immediately. I can't wait for that. You know, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, Frank, how would they do so? Because I know you're on Facebook, um, and I know you're on Instagram. Yeah, uh, if, you're, if you're a Facebook friend, you can PM me. Uh, um, I'm, I am on Instagram, but I'm not on Instagram. I don't know how my stuff keeps mm-hmm. showing up on Instagram, but because but I'm not really – I don't have an Instagram account that I know of. So, uh, But uh, – uh, you know, hmm. uh, if you need so, to get in touch with me. Someone created one for you. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. The, the way to get in touch with me is info at stathankostudio.com. That's my email address. And, um, however, please don't email me and ask to buy photographs from me because I only sell them <laughs> through the galleries. Absolutely. And that's S. They work hard. They work hard to make their commission, and uh, they work very hard to make their commission. So we we don't circumvent that uh, structure. No, no. And uh, I know that the Morrison has been like your home away from home for a long time. He's, he's my. Uh, he's, he's been my. They've been. I've been with them from a very early early stage when they just had one gallery in New York, and they had about mm-hmm. maybe a half a dozen. Uh, photographers, including the great Henry Diltz, uh, Jim Marshall, uh, Baron Wallman, and um, mm-hmm. and uh, probably one or two others that I that don't come to mind right at the moment, but are, are, are just as valid. Uh, and I, I came with them. Actually, that that story was pretty cool because I had just done a show uh, in New York at mm-hmm. Midtown, and um, my wife and I prefer to, you know, kind of boot around in Soho, so. I had seen mm-hmm. the gallery. Uh, somebody had told me about the gallery, and I saw it on Prince Street. And um, and I wandered in, and there were all these great photographs. I thought I was in California because there were all these 
Henry Diltz and Jim Marshall photographs, you know, of Crosby, Sills, Nash, and Young, and the, the Doors, mm-hmm. and the, the Mamas and the Papas, all these people, and, uh, you know, all these great photos on the wall, and there was this tall, lanky guy uh, behind the desk, and, um, and I said, you know, um, my name's Frank Stefanko, and uh, I don't know if you know me, but, you know, I, I would like to get maybe 10 feet of wall space sometime. And the man was mm-hmm. Peter Blatchley, who's one of the four owners of the current, you know, Marston Hotel Gallery group. And Peter said, Frank, I know who you are. <laughs> sure, <laughs> we're going to do more than 10 feet. And uh, within, I think it was just a couple of months, we did a, a show in New York and then followed it up with a show in La Jolla. Uh, they had a gallery in La Jolla mm-hmm. at the time. And uh, mm-hmm. and they were both amazing, amazing, uh, successful shows. And that was many, many years ago. And we've been, uh, you know, they've been my home base gallery uh, here, uh, and you know, since then. Oh, they have, yeah. And you know what's interesting about the Morrison? It really does showcase the photographers, really, you know, very deeply. And uh, you have some really great people working in there that are really educated on everything um they're the best they know they're they know they're uh, they are artists. they know the they know the they know the rock and rollers and the and the, and the uh, celebrities that are you know because they're not all uh, rock and roll people they're you know there's mm-hmm. some act you know i mean one of the other partners uh, timothy white uh is one of the great uh, photographers to the stars in in in, in Hollywood and uh, among other mm-hmm. you know, among rock and roll people too and you know and he's he, his photographs I mean some of his, he has a photograph of uh, Harrison Ford that every time I see it hanging up at the uh, in the restaurant in the uh, Sunset Marquee oh, really? I just I keep I start mm-hmm. staring at it yeah there's a, in the restaurant in the Sunset Marquee there are a bunch of very okay. large photographs uh, Whoopi Goldberg okay. uh, Harrison Ford uh, I can't even I can't even remember all of them, but but they are amazing uh, celebrity photographs that uh, Timothy White did, mm-hmm. and Timothy's been photographing for a long time. I mean, of the uh, of the two partners, uh, Timothy and Henry Diltz are you know are famous photographers in their own right. Oh, very much. Yeah, yeah. I want to see this Harrison Ford photo. I'm going to have to check that one out. Um, well, next time you're uh, in L.A., go go into the Sunset oh, yeah. Marquee and look at. Because because the Sunset Marquee is you know uh, historically, uh, infamously and famously, uh, you know the home to the to rock and roll people. Uh, Bruce stayed oh, there yeah. in the early days. And, uh, so many mm-hmm. so many. I mean, you can't go there without seeing some you know some. Let's see, the last time we did a show there, well, besides Pam Springsteen came and uh, and and. Uh, you know, that was very nice of her to come and, and uh, spend time with us at the show. But, I mean, over, I mm-hmm. saw Alice Cooper was there the last time I was there. Time before oh, wow. that, Billy Gibbons, <laughs> Billy Gibbons was there. And uh, uh, you just, you know, there's all kinds of people that show up there. Uh, but but all throughout the – the other thing I like about it, it's very unobtrusive. Um, uh, it's on it Alpha is. Loma. And, and it's very in, uh, unobtrusive. It's just this, you know, this little doorway and – you know, you know, you can't really uh, see the expanse of the of the um, complex. And uh, once you go in and get through the lobby, and then it opens up into the outdoors, where there's a pool. And, but everywhere you go, and all these beautiful, lush gardens, and 
uh, koi ponds and bridges and and um, mm-hmm. and everywhere you look, there are rock and roll photographs hanging around. Of course, as soon as you go into the lobby to the right is the Morrison Hotel Gallery, which is mm-hmm. Morrison. Like I said, right now they represent, I think, in excess of 180, 190 uh, photographers. They're they're probably the largest in the world in representing, uh, you know, uh, music and celebrity artists. Well, hopefully we'll get one in our area in Northern California because that would we need one badly. A Morrison well, Gallery. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I've talked to Peter a couple times, and I know that he lives up near here sometimes. So yeah. I know that they're thinking about possibly, you know, doing something up here, and I think that would be fantastic because this yeah, area. Yeah, I just talked just to Peter amazing. the other day. And he's mm-hmm. uh, he's invited my wife and I to come up to uh, you know to 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 his area and uh, he just yeah he just got to come up and take some landscape photos up here you know oh no you do and you know what I love is um, you've seen a lot of my photos that I just take just obscurely like I told you I pull over I'm like. I know, I love your photography. It's going to change this very second. I take the pictures of the vineyards, a lot of pictures of the vineyards and the sunsets and the flowers and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I know that you're really into landscapes. So for you to, you know, comment on my photos, it really meant a lot to me. Um, It really does. Because coming from you, that's, you know, quite a compliment. Um, Well, I love love the stuff that you're doing and you have a you know, you either have a good eye or you don't. You have a good eye. I mean, Carol and I just got back from Florida uh, a few weeks ago. We were down in the swamps again in the Everglades. And mm-hmm. boy, I, I tell you what, at one point I just looked up and there was an egret flying above me. And I real quick, oh, I wow. stepped in the camera and there was, you know, all the blue sky and white clouds and this white egret just streaming across the, you know, the page of the photograph. And uh, yeah. I, you can't plan things like that. You either get it or you don't, Mm-mm. you know. And uh, so you see it. it's just, um, yeah, yeah. So in our in the Springsteen book, I should tell you this: if, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen it or other people haven't seen it, it's a book about Bruce for sure. Forty years of his life, and it's also Guido wanted it to be a book about me too and my relationship with Bruce. And uh, so we started mm-hmm. out the book with basically with with me, you know, how I listening to music on a radio when I was very young, this was before air conditioning or television in our home, you know, and just listening to this console radio and listening to all kinds of music and how the music evolved. Um, and, and then, you know, rockabilly came in and rock and roll and so forth and so on. And it goes on. And then I start, there are some of my earlier photographs of, uh, that I took uh, at concerts of, the Rolling Stones and Janis Joplin and Frank Zappa and the Mother's Invention and Led Zeppelin and uh, Jerry Garcia mm-hmm. and you know uh, just all these you know and then how it evolved into Patti Smith and the New York uh, scene and New York photographs and then boom and then it's then it's Bruce and it you know and it's all Bruce uh, with a big section of it uh, uh, devoted to the uh, darkness and river. Uh, shooting sessions, and then and then it goes on to uh, the next section, which is Nebraska from 1982, and then 2004 I did a shooting session for Devils and Dust, 
And um, we had put those away because Bruce was uh, stomping uh, for John Kerry for the Democratic mm-hmm. you know, presidency, and John mm-hmm. lost. And mm-hmm. you know, Bruce was was you know he was upset and sad about it, but he was also exhausted from stomping you know and helping the cause. So when I got him that Jan that fe- I'm sorry that November. It, you know, the, the the elections was just over and he was relatively depressed about that. And I thought it showed in the photographs and they, they looked a little too um, melancholy. And so I kind of put them away. Uh, Bruce didn't use them for Devils and Dust. And, uh, uh, you know, I think he used the Anton Corbijn's photo for the cover. So I put them away and, uh, you know, I just said, you know, uh, so when we brought, we were, we were working on the book and uh, Guido said, bring everything out. We started looking through this stuff, and we said, "My God, this is great! This is, you know, this is totally mm-hmm. valid. Um, you know, it, it really belongs in the book." So that's in there, and then um, we did some uh, concert photography from uh, 2012 in in Gothenburg, Sweden, and in Philadelphia, and then then we did some uh, concert photography from the River Tour in uh, Philadelphia. And uh, then again in um, in San Siro Stadium in Milan, Italy. And then what we wanted to do, uh, and I had mentioned this to Bruce several times, we wanted to finish off the book with um, some portraits, you know, like like we did in the the beginning, uh, you know, some mm-hmm, pose pictures mm-hmm. of Bruce, and not just concert photos. So I had been asking him. I said, you know, I really want to finish off the book this way. Guido wants to do it. So he said, yeah, okay, that sounds good. But we. Bruce was going to Australia, and then he was going to this other tour, and then he was going to the White House to get an award. And then, you know, so finally I said, you know, we're coming up the deadline. Can we? He said, we'll work it out. We'll work it out. Then one day he just called up. He said, can you come up Monday? (laughs) So we went up and went up to his uh, farm at Colts Neck, and uh, and um, Mm -hmm. he was very gracious. And we we you know just like old times started telling some jokes and doing some poses and, and we got, and I think it, it was just the most wonderful shots, uh, current shots of him, um, you know, at his studio in Colts Neck. And then after mm-hmm. that situation, we basically went to um, um, some landscape photographs and uh, just saying that, you know, how I also like to do this, but, but more, more than anything, it, what it was is that, uh, a conservation plea. Uh, at the end, I said, uh, you know, we can't let these national, our national parks and other, you know, pristine and, and wild places in the world and in our country uh, encroached by, you know, by the carpetbaggers, by the, the profiteers. Uh, we've got to protect mm-hmm. these places. And, you know, I, I, I felt it very important to say that in the book and, and put in some landscape photos of I, um, I remember uh, Monument that, Valley. Yeah. Monument Valley mm-hmm. and the the Florida Everglades and uh, Nevada, I think, uh, the Valley of Fire and some of these other places, and then we did at the end a couple little acknowledgement things and uh, and a memorial to uh, Obadiah Chichik, uh, Bruce's um, biggest fan and, and his early assistant who passed away last May, uh, just before we finished the book. So we were able to put a little memorial in there. And, and uh, there are some little things from poets and, uh, and of course, all my anecdotes and stories about these shooting sessions. So um, we felt that it really 
showed my involvement with Bruce over the last 40 years uh, in, oh, yeah. in the nicest of ways. Do you want to share? Is there one? Is there one story that really sticks out more to you than any of the other? Anything you want to share with our listeners today? Ooh. I know. I know. I think. I can only imagine. I, I I told this story in my first book, uh, but it's still one of my one of my favorites. Um, Mm-hmm. When it was the Memorial Day weekend, it was very hot in New Jersey. Bruce and I, Bruce had come to my home in Haddonfield. We were working on uh, the Nebraska shooting sessions. And um, it, it was just incredibly hot. And I didn't have air conditioning at the house at the time. And I said, look, why don't we just go take a drive and look for some photo ops along the way? And he was good with that. So, um I said, you know, I, I had nothing but Bruce Springsteen cassettes in my car, and that goes to show how old it was, these cassettes. <laughs> and um, so I said, why don't you grab a cassette out of your car and oh. we'll, we'll play some music, you know. So he grabbed a cassette, and we drove off into South Jersey and, you know, uh, toward the uh, toward the ocean, toward Jersey Shore. And we went into this, this place. It, it, it's called the, the Jersey Pinelands, uh, which is mm-hmm. a very, very large uh one of the few wildernesses left on the East Coast, you know, uh, of pine forest. And we're driving along, and I said, you want the air conditioning on or just roll the windows down? He said, nah, just roll the windows down. So here we're driving on this two-lane blacktop through the Jersey Pines, and it was so hot that the pine needles that fall off the pine trees were, you know, laying on the ground and getting baked by this hot sun, and the pine aroma was wafting up the resin you know yeah it's just yeah you could smell pine through everywhere and and we're just Mm -hmm. so we're driving you know fast enough to get a breeze coming through the windows that were down and with this great aroma of pine needles and we were playing credence clearwater revival on the cassette deck and and lodi came up (laughs) And and I'm driving, and Bruce is riding shotgun, and we started harmonizing on Creedence's song Lodi. And I have to tell you, and you can ask my wife, and she'll bear it out, I can't sing to save my life, you know. But for some reason, here I was harmonizing with Bruce Springsteen, driving down in New Jersey, two-lane blacktop in the summertime with the pine needles walking and, and uh, you know, and that was one of the best days of my life. Oh wow! <laughs> oh, oh, that's so great. I was going to ask you what what cassette did he grab? That is fantastic. It was what a great Water's story! Greatest greatest hit. That's what it was. Oh, that's great. Creedence, that's great. Yeah, because we, you know, some of the music. I had told the story in this new book about. Um, mm-hmm. When we were shooting for darkness, and we spent a few minutes. Uh, well, we we we'd been all over the house, so I had a, a kind of a finished attic, and uh, I had a, a you know a record player up there, it's, and I was playing this record. I can't remember the title of it, but it was nothing but uh, it was on one side was Chuck Berry, and on the other side was ah um, uh, can't remember, but. Um, 
It's okay. Anyways, <laughs> anyway, remember I, later. I was playing. I was the one side was called Chuck side or Chuck song, and uh-huh. he was just doing all his riffs, and it went on for the whole side of the record. Oh wow! And uh, and the other side, you know, was the, the other fella. Uh, oh, I can't remember the guy, but uh, he's very famous. Uh, and I'm just having a, a brain fart right now. I can't think of it. But um, that's okay. Um, Bruce is sitting there listening to it and listening to it and listening to it and listening to every nuance of what Chuck Berry was mm-hmm. doing there. And he listened to the whole side, which just went on and on for like 30 minutes of, you know, Chong Tong is the guitar work. There was no vocals in it. He was just playing the guitar, <laughs> just jamming. And um, oh, the other side was Bo Diddley. That's what it was, it was Bo Diddley. Oh, so, nice. Uh, Okay. Yeah, so the other, yeah, one side was Bo Diddley riffs throughout the whole thing, and the, the other side was Chuck Berry playing throughout the whole thing. Anyway, he was so enthralled with it, I just ended up, I said, here, kid, you can listen to it as long as you want at home, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, he was so into it. But, yeah, I mean, I I would like to That's say great. that one of the things I've, I've um I've felt over the years, and I've said this before, mm-hmm. you know, I ran into a, a Bruce Springsteen when I started working with him. He was a young man of about in his 20s and had a dream and, you know, and a vision of what he wanted to do with his life. And, um, um, you know, and he was kind of rough around the edges in terms of the fact that he was a Jersey kid and he would, you know, say, you know, well, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And hello, mm-hmm. You know, and, um, now, to see how he's evolved over 40 years, self-educated himself, because, you know, he only had a little bit of community college. He's, he's very smart, very educated, very well-read, uh, very thoughtful, very uh, in tune with the planet and everything around it. Um, mm-hmm. I am just, uh, you know, I am just so proud of how he evolved and and. And how yeah. you know, and what what a fantastic human being he has become. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, and to, for me to witness this and and see it uh, evolve over the years was um, uh, a real joy. Oh, I bet. You know, it's like you meet That's someone and, and, and they're. Well, you know what, I Frank, I think that's just an amazing story, and it's all true. And I wanted to let everyone know if you tuned in late, uh, you can uh, listen to this show afterwards as a on-demand episode on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio, and it'll be on on iTunes too as a podcast. But um, to say to you, uh, you have such a great history with all this and in your in your living life and I really love that about you and Carol and I love that you travel and you share so much of your life with us I wanted to ask you what was it as a young adult that got you into photography I know that that's probably a a subject for a whole other show but I want to know what was it what was your first deal what did you do first of all yeah uh, First of all, to answer the, the the point you made about Carol and me and our life, uh, I can only relate because Carol, one of Carol and our one of our favorite Bruce songs is "Days of Hope and Dreams," and and there's a yep. there's a um, a line in there where he says you're going to need a good companion for this part of the ride, and you know Carol and I yep. reunited after many many years uh, about 20 years ago, and 
and we've made up for a lot of lost time, and we're continuing to do so. So that's that's point With number Mr. one. Baldy. Point number two. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't forget Mr. Baldy. Oh, Mr. Mr. Baldy. <laughs> For those of you that don't know Mr. Baldy, you'll just have to get into Facebook and figure it all out. But that's another Check it out. Altogether. But yeah. I, when I was a kid, I was fascinated with uh, optical illusion. Matter of fact, when these optical oh, illusions wow. come up on, on the Internet sometime, I, you know, like, um, you know, find, uh, find the heart in among all these pigs or something, you know, uh, or... Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, why are these lines straight or are they crooked or, you know, how long? All these kind of things. I was just always fascinated by them. And uh, anything, you know, uh, anything visual like like that. And and then I mm-hmm. also mentioned one that I had a, you know, when we were kids, we always collected baseball cards and football cards and all. But I had a bunch of cards that um, I got in the in the candy store down the street. And uh, the, you ate the bubble gum, of course, and then you hold the cards up to the sun for a couple of hours, and an image would appear. And you know, to me, that was just magic. And so all these things started fascinating me. And um, and then one day, I found an old box camera. I was about eight years old. Uh, as a matter of fact, <laughs> funny that you brought this up. In my new book, um, there is a page devoted to this. Uh, Guido had put a picture of my an old oh, picture really? of my father. And a picture of me as a young man, you know, as a little boy, and the picture of the actual box camera in one side. And then there's the story about how I found this box camera and uh, in the dining room of our house. And I asked my father if I could borrow it. And he gave it to me, and he showed me how to load it up with, with roll film. And, uh, and I ran out into the neighborhood and started taking pictures and then, you know, rolled it back up and ran it down to the corner drugstore where you put it in a bag and sign your name and, you know, and they send it away. And, and a week or two later, you get this little pack of snapshots. And, and I was just, you know, like so excited. I can't, I couldn't wait. And, uh, uh, you know, and then when I got them and looked at them and learned from that, and then I'd go out and shoot some more and do it again. And well, that was the beginning. I was eight years old and it just kept evolving. It was the one I wrote once that it was the one constant in an ever changing life. Uh, photography uh, just went through it and went, you know, it evolved. The cameras evolved. Uh, my abilities evolved. My, my, you know, uh, you could see, actually, if you look in that book, you can see how some of my early stuff was kind of rough. I was using very inexpensive cameras and, uh, you know, uh, but, but I love the, um, I love the craft. I love the art and, um, and it's, Something that you know at my at my uh, age now, I, I still do it. And I still love it, and I'm still out there. And uh, if I'm not photographing rock concerts or celebrities, uh, I'm out in the in in Monument Valley or or uh, oh, the totally. Can- the the um, Canadian yep. Maritimes and uh, or down in wow. uh, or down in the Florida Everglades or or out in you know. Hawaii or Tahiti or some any place where there's all these beautiful pristine places that have not yet been um, oh, affected by. Oh, I've got I've got a place for you to go, and I don't know if you've been there yet. Okay, have you been to the Seychelles Islands yet? I've never been to the Seychelles. I've seen the you gotta go. In the Seychelles. It is oh just amazing. 
I've been I'm there. I'm familiar with and, that. Um, well, I've been there, and let me tell you, um, I went there maybe, let's see, 10, 11, 11 years ago, 11 or 12 years ago, or a little bit maybe, it's yeah, around that. Like and from what I've seen, it's, it's unbelievable. Like yeah. Well, right now it's a little bit more commercialized, but back then, come out and I would say, you know, before I'd have my tea in the morning, because tea's really huge over there because they have tea plantations. I would get up and I would walk down the beach, and the sand dollars there are about the size of your hand. And wow. I mean, they're huge. And that means that the beaches are really healthy and fresh, and, you know, everything's really, really good. And, uh, you know, I spent couple days at the tea plantation I learned all about picking tea and so back then even then I was just taking photos you know and that was that back way before cell phone pictures but I, I never saw any of your cell photos oh I gotta I gotta I gotta send those to you unbelievable yes, you and do. I'm dying to go back there and you know what we should meet you and Carol and I should meet over at the Seychelles um and uh, that would be a fun trip. Yeah. Yeah. In the Seychelles <laughs> Islands. Oh, my gosh. Well, that would be – I'm just thinking about it. Because, you know, tea is their biggest uh, thing over there. And um, I learned how to pick tea. And um, the dodo bird, believe it or not, the dodo bird, that's their, that's their, their bird – the Seychelles Islands, that's their bird, because the dodo bird's from the Seychelles Islands. And um, you see a lot of them over there. And uh, people, there really is a dodo bird. And, uh, you know, the coconut tea over there is huge. Um, yeah. I mean, so where are some of the most, where were, are some of the your most favorite places so far that you've done um, landscape photography besides just... Um, you know, the rock well, and roll, which is first, you're first known of for, all, but, uh, French Polynesia yeah. is just magnificent. I mean, yeah. um, I've been to, um, you know, of course, Tahiti, but uh, Bora Bora and uh, Huahini oh, wow. and Mo'orea. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, and also, there's a place about 400 miles north of those islands. It's in Natal, and it's called, excuse me, but this is what it's called, Fakarava. Uh, and oh it's really? Just, it's just it, it's just a a big ring, you know, a big atoll that was like the mm-hmm. the rim of a I guess a volcano or something, and uh, it's very beautiful there. I mean, just so pristine, really, and um, lovely, uh, almost prehistoric. And I, I love things that are prehistoric, which is one of the reasons why I go down to the Florida Everglades because you get into the swamps mm-hmm. there with the gators and such, and it's like with that black, that black mud that oozes up and, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, you feel like you've gone back in time to the beginning of life. And oh, yeah. it, it's just so, it's so fulfilling. It's so, uh, you know, it, it just fills you up. It fills up your, your lungs uh, with the, with the thick, the thick um, atmosphere and it fills up your heart with the, you know, just the, the and your eyes. It's, it's incredible. But, you know, there's so many places. I mean, I do love, the um, the uh, the high desert. I love Monument Valley. I love Arches, Moab. That whole area up there uh, is just lovely. Uh, we, oh, we Carol's sister lives in Australia, in in, um, in Victoria. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, we go to Southern uh, Australia. Uh, New Zealand is magnificent. It's just gorgeous. Oh, beautiful. But, um, you know, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't do this uh, every day. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but when we do plan no, a group trip, we, we try to go to good yeah. places, you know. So, um, Have you been uh, you to know, Scotland or Ireland? No, as yeah. a matter of fact, I've, uh, my the very first gallery that I that I went to was uh, Govinda Gallery in Washington. Uh, Chris married, mm-hmm. and Chris and his and his wife um, just bought a home in Ireland. And every year, every summer, Chris and Carlotta uh, go to I think it was County Cavan. Oh, you got to go. Yeah. So he, you know, and I kept saying because I'm going to all these other places, and I said, Chris, every year you go to the same place. I said, you know. What's up with that? You know, don't you, uh, you know, do you mm-hmm. want to go else? And he says, we go there because we love it there. <laughs> and so, anyways, mm-hmm. I spoke to him on the phone the other day, and he's getting ready to head out there. They just bought a home, and he's gone for about two months or so. And he said, one of these days, Frankie, he calls me Frankie, he says, one of these days, Frankie, you're going to have to come to Ireland, you know. And, uh, yes, and you do. Some of the, the landscapes in Ireland, you know. So I said, well, you're going to fall you know, in love lad. with it. <laughs> <laughs> you will. I'll be up for that, Christmas lad. <laughs> oh, no, you will fall in love with it. I um, spent a lot of time in Scotland and in Ireland, and uh, especially the Isle of Iona. And my favorite thing to photograph were the chapels that you would find in the middle of nowhere, like in the middle of, like, you'd be going down this path and there'd be this tiny little chapel. And just like you, you know, like you said, you have to have an eye for it. It's like the way the ivy wraps around the building or the cross, you know, the, the Celtic, Celtic feeling over there. Yeah, totally. You will... I can't wait to see what what comes out of you if you when you take your trip to Ireland. Can't well, wait. Well, we shall see. That's there's be so many beautiful, like I said, there's so many beautiful places on this planet, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully we don't muck it all up and uh, you know uh, we keep it pristine. So um, I know. You know. So anyway, that's you know there's so many places uh, in Italy. Uh, you know, I've been to several places, but uh, not not all the places, all the great places. I haven't been to Florence or, or, or Rome. and uh, mm-hmm. But the one place that when I go back that I would love to, to see before it is gone is Venice. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just you told me go, about what I you want to go to Venice. with Mr. Baldy in Venice. I know that's great. Yeah, we'll take Mr. Baldy to Venice, you know. We'll recreate one of those Dan Brown movies or something out there. I think I think that that would be fantastic. Yeah, you know, um, I. Well, do you, do you know a, the, you know the story of Mr. Baldy? Now that you brought it up a couple times. <laughs> you told me. When you Carol, told me. when Carol and I were in, you know, Carol and I only reunited about twenty years ago. We had uh, gone separate ways after. Uh, Carol was a year ahead of me in high school, and she went off to college, and I was Mm -hmm. still in high school. Anyway, uh, when we were in high school, we went together for about three years, and I would go over to uh, her place, you know, her her mother's Mm -hmm. place, and it was Carol, her mother, and her sister, and they both had these dolls, and they had this doll, Mr. Baldy, you know, the ball-headed doll. It was was called a whimsy doll. They were only made for two years Mm -hmm. between – I think 1960 and 1961. And anyway, 
I thought this doll was just funny looking, but but adorable in some way. And I used to pat the top of his head. And uh, and Carol and I went to a high school. Uh, Carol, Carol and I went to a, this is show you how crazy I am. Carol and I went to a high school um, uh, Halloween party, and I dressed up as Tarzan, and she dressed up as Jane. And we took Mr. Baldy and put a leopard skin piece of rag around him. And he was bored. <laughs> and we carried him with us through this whole thing. But anyway, uh, somehow the subject of Mr. Baldy came up and, and we were reminiscing. And Carol went on eBay and found a kind of a used Mr. Baldy for about 19 bucks. Some of the ones in really good condition are like 100, 200 bucks. But she found this one uh-huh. that had a few flaws. Fine, we like things with flaws. And um, so we got uh, we got this Mr. Baldy, and we decided we started taking some photos. And then I got the idea, you know, like the gnome. Why don't we just why don't we have some adve- the adventures of Mr. Baldy and take him with us on some trips and you know put him in these crazy things. So uh, one of my Facebook friends, uh, Tom Fitzgerald, um, is really a good um, uh, Photoshop guy. He's really excellent at it. Well, he started taking my images of Mr. Baldy, and he put put one on the darkness, you know, bring it back home, the darkness oh, cover. Oh, that's funny. Uh, and, and, he, and he put Baldy on the edge <laughs> of town, and uh, and then he put him on the river cover, the Baldy, and then he put him on uh, chapter and verse uh, uh, with, the, with the Corvette shot on it, uh, that album that Bruce did uh, that came out at the same time as his book. It was a companion to his book, and um, he put him into that. So then, you know, all of a sudden, he started popping up in crazy places. Uh, they put him on the boat, um, the, you know, Quint's boat in Jaws. Uh, he showed up there. Uh, he showed up uh, with the original Rat Pack in Vegas, you know, during the um, the original Ocean's Eleven movies. So he showed up there with Frank Sinatra and Dean Martin. Oh, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so was, uh, anyway... So then we took him on the trip to uh, Florida. But, you know, I digress. <laughs> you know, do you remember Mr. Wooly, the guy that you used to be able to, like, he's, like, on a yellow. It like it looks like Mr. Baldy, and then you take a little magnet, and it's magnetic fibers, and you put hair on oh, it yeah, or whatever. Yeah, remember yeah, that yeah, thing? Yeah. Uh, that that, like thing, that like looks like thing. Mr. Baldy. Oh, I, uh, I think I had one of those ones, yeah. That's right. I yeah, know. he started out with you had to put hair. You had to make his hair with the magnetic yes. uh, filings. Yeah. Yeah. Or with Mr. the iron Mr. filings, Willis. and then you use yep. the magnet to move them around. Right. I remember yep. that. Yeah. Sure. And that was right up you there with the sketch. <laughs> oh yeah, and I I remember when I was looking at Mr. Baldy, I said he reminds me of Mr. Willie, or I think his name was Mr. Willie. And it was I don't so remember cool. exactly. I remember the item. It was though. just so funny, though. Oh, my gosh. That is just so funny. And you have fun with this, which is really great. And, you know, yeah. Yeah, because what, you know what happened? I think People started really... saying, oh, Mr. Baldy. Yeah. Facebook. You know, I've got a whole lot of Facebook people. And, you know, some of them mm-hmm. said, Frank, what's wrong with you? You know, Mr. Baldy's kind of creepy. And he's like Chucky. You better watch. He might come alive at night and you know and kill you or something. Oh, that's you know? funny. And, and, or or some of the ladies said, "Yo, he's kind of creepy. I don't like it." But after a while, they kind of got used to him. And, and when I didn't show him, they, "Where's Mr. Baldy? We want to see Mr. Baldy." <laughs> 
So I think oh, yeah, he's one no. over the audience. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, you're going to get to see Mr. Baldy, more of Mr. Baldy. I think that you should do a book on vintage toys or something. That would be fun. Oh, yeah. oh I don't know. I think I'm going to stick to what I, you know what they say, write what you know, well, I'll photograph what yeah. I know. Yeah. No, but you know what? Let's put Mr. Baldy in some of these photos on, you know, like uh you know, playing drums or something at one of the gigs. <laughs> that would be really yeah, funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Too funny. Yeah, we took him. You know, we took him down to uh, Captiva Island when we were down uh-huh. in Florida, and we just there's this mm-hmm. place on Captiva called the Bubble Room, and uh, the Bubble Room started out many years ago as a restaurant, kind of a quirky restaurant where they didn't have much money to decorate the place, so they got all these. If you remember the Christmas lights that bubbled up, like candles that bubbled up, very old-fashioned lights mm-hmm, you put on mm-hmm. your Christmas tree. Well, they bought yeah, like a I bunch of these things, and they had it all around mm-hmm. the place. And then they started adding antiques and, you know, little tchotchkes and little, uh, you know. Uh, and before uh, Bandstand went out to become American Bandstand in California, it uh, the first shows were in Philadelphia, and they had um, – and when, they, when when the show opened up, it had a little like um, an animatronic bandstand, uh, and well, you know when it, and they played this thing called Bandstand Boogie was the uh, theme song, and uh, well they have two of those over in the bubble room, and oh all the servers wear uh, Boy Scout uniforms, the men and the women, with all kinds of crazy things added on them that are that are not you know uh, official Boy Scouts feathers and and dolls and whatever. So we figured it would be a great place to bring Mr. Baldy. So I didn't want to just carry him in like my child. So I stuffed him in a, in a backpack and brought him in and, uh, (laughs) and I took him out and put him, uh, you know, sat him at the table next to my wife and started taking some pictures. And the servers came over and they, they, Oh, we want to take a picture with Mr. Baldy. I have pictures of uh, our server uh, holding Mr. Baldy. Oh, so here we go so, from Frank. Frank, we go we go from Bruce Lee yeah. to Mr. Baldy, and this is fantastic. And you know, uh, yeah, we're, we're you got to take meandered the, off the trail, didn't we? There. No, it's great. That's why that's why these interviews are so much fun with you. Um, I think I think Bruce needs to meet Mr. Baldy soon. That'll be funny. <laughs> You got to take a picture of Mr. Baldy with Bruce yeah. one day. Oh, I think yeah. Bruce would really love it. The picture. Oh yeah. I can see the picture of his surprised look on his face. <laughs> can you imagine? <coughs> well, you know, I wanted to ask you. Um, I know we're ending our show with um, one of your favorite songs, um, "Badlands." You want to tell me a little bit about why that's your favorite song? Well, it's a, it's a, you know it's a. Kind of, if you look deeply into the song, first of all, it's, it's I, I chose it because it was also on the um, "Darkness on the Edge of Town" album. But mm-hmm. it's kind of a, it's kind of an upbeat song, uh, you know, where he's talking about, um, you know, not being in the best of places, both mentally and physically, and um, but um, you know, but he's talking about how he can make this better and. Uh, you know, and these badlands will, uh, you know, things will come. Be- things will be better. Things will be better. You know. 
Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. No, and, you know, I It's kind of like making the best out of something, you know? Oh, yeah, totally. And you know what I wanted to ask you was, um, is there anything that we didn't talk about today that you want to talk about? I think we covered it. What was it? We were going here for an hour and 16 minutes so far. And, uh, uh, we, and, uh, it's a pleasure. How, by the way, how long does this show go? <laughs> you know what? It can go as long as I want it to go. Um, oh, okay. That's you know, cool. I'll, All right. I'll, you know, so, I mean, you know, for everyone listening, like I said, if you missed the beginning of it, it will be available. So if you're just tuning in now, uh, I have Frank with me. <laughs> We're talking about his 40-year anniversary of Iconic. Yeah, everything. We're talking main, main the main thing is, no we're talking about is the taboo. We, we cover it all. <laughs> we are. We're talking about rock and roll, dolls, um, landscape, a little yeah. bit of food, a little bit yeah, of photography, got it all. high finance, traveling. bitcoins. We'll talk about anything. Uh, evangelist oh, no, dancing totally. for fifty-four million-dollar jet. <laughs> I don't care. We'll talk about it all. Are you serious? I didn't hear about that one. Do you didn't hear about that? About there was the some stomach? evangelist. Wait. That two, no. two weeks ago, there was an yeah, an evangelist what? went out, went public. He's got several jets, but he wanted a brand new fifty-four million dollar <laughs> jet to, to you know to go around and, and preach, and he wanted his uh, congregation to uh, to uh, ante up for his fifty-four million dollar jet. This is true. This is a true story. What? Yeah. What? Wow. <laughs> well, what about the summit? Let's talk about that. Uh, no. <laughs> you don't want to go there. <laughs> I, I know. I know. That that is uh, that is uh, such a circus that I, I have no a, idea where, where that's going to go. I think it's a reality TV show, actually. To be honest with you, yeah, I'm waiting for I'm waiting for him to fire Kim. <laughs> You're fired. Rocket? You mean Rocket Man? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I'm. I'm steering. I'm steering away from politics in this conversation. So am I. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Me too. One thing I've totally learned over the years is keep your keep your uh-huh. politics and your religion uh, to yourself. Well, you know, I wanted to ask you. However, um, I do have this button. I do have this button on my desk that says ITMFA. And I'll just let it go at that. Okay. Tell me what that means. I Wait can't. a minute. Am I? <laughs> no, I can't. I T I T M F A. That's all. That's the end of the end of story. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, you know, I want to ask you, what do you guys do when you're, you know, home, when you're finally at your house? Like, you know, besides uh, we, just... We, we, watch, we watch vintage film noir movies. Um, um, we watch Jeopardy. <laughs> we watch, uh, <laughs> really? You know, I love we Jeopardy. We watch World News. World News followed by Jeopardy. Um, do you win or lose uh, playing Jeopardy? Uh, it depends on the category. Sometimes I, you know, you sit there each night watching Jeopardy, and, and I'll go, and I'll, I'll there'll be categories that I'm not real familiar with, and 
and I'll go, boy, <laughs> am I dumb, you know. And then other times they'll run a bunch of categories that I really know stuff about, and I'll run the category, and I'll say, boy, am I smart. So it's just a, well, you know what, whether you whether you know the stuff or you don't know the stuff, you will learn something just by the nature of the show. You, you know? do. So it's kind of a learning, it's a learning experience. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. kind of fun. And, 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 you know, we make fun of the contestants. It's it's really fun. Um, <laughs> and, we, you know, we watch old Sherlock Holmes movies and, uh, uh, you know, film noir movies, uh, which which we love. Humphrey Bogart is big on our list. Uh, we watch mm-hmm. his movies over and over and over again. Uh, oh, speaking of Humphrey Bogart, there's a story yes. in my new book um, that yes. years ago when uh, Morrison Hotel Gallery Soho had a street level um, shop, you know, gallery. Mm-hmm. They were now they're on a second floor loft on Prince Street, but they had a street level on Prince Street at the time with a big store window. And they had my Corvette shot, Corvette Winter, a big one, 30 by 40 inches on an easel oh, wow. in the window. And uh, mm-hmm. at the time, the, uh, the guy that worked there uh, called me up and said, uh, Hey, Frank. I got to tell you this story. You know, we had your Corvette winter shot in the window and, um, you know, I happened to look and this old woman was staring at the photograph and you know, I turned around, <laughs> I was handling, I was handling, you know, some customers and the, about 15 minutes went by and I looked and the, the same woman was there staring at your <laughs> photograph. Couldn't get take her eyes off of it. And then I, you know, took care of some other things and uh, took a few phone calls and uh, 10 minutes later, she was still out there staring, and then somebody else oh came my in. God. And, and then and finally I looked out there, and, and the woman was gone. But the, the reason I'm telling you this is the woman was Lauren Bacall. And no uh, the way. hair just went up on the back of my head because I am such a big Lauren Bacall, Humphrey Bogart, you know, fan oh, uh, wow. that I felt I connected with Lauren Bacall in some vicarious way through my photograph, mm-hmm. you know, and um, it was, you know, shortly after. Did she buy it? Away, but Did she buy one? No, no, she just stood, wow. stared at it. And I was wondering to myself, what, what was it in that photograph that made her stare at it so long? You know, uh, that well, same you know photograph. What? I think we another... should... Wow. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> that's crazy. No, no, no. I, I'm it? saying that's crazy. We need to find yeah, out. Like, yeah. I'm going to see Rod Serling come over and say, you know, case in point. (laughs) Wait, you know what? I remember you telling me me about the day you took that photo in one of our interviews a while ago. And I remember you telling me that that was not his car and that he just went out there and was leaning up against it. Maybe it was her car. No, I never said that because it was his car. Yeah, okay. it was his car. Okay. It was a it was a 1960 Corvette. Um, okay. And um, he, you know, he he didn't have a tremendous amount of money. He was, you know, mm-hmm. he was he was not rich when when we worked on Darkness. Matter of fact, he was pretty much using mm-hmm. his whole budget, you know, to put this record out. And uh, uh, so, yeah, so he bought the best thing he could buy, and that was a 1960 Corvette. And it was beautifully wow. shiny. Uh, you know, this is a 1960 Corvette in 1978. The car was 18 years old. And, um, wow. You know, uh, so, 
we were going out into my neighborhood. It was freezing cold. It was February uh, in New Jersey, and um, we had done some work inside. And I said, hey, let's take a walk in the neighborhood, look for some photo ops, some you know places we can take some pictures. And he was good with that. And, uh, and he put on this, uh, he had this flannel shirt and, uh, and a, a very thin leather jacket, and, uh, and I'm bundled up in a freezer coat because it was like 20 degrees outside. And uh, mm-hmm. we went out, and I, I said, look, before we go walk into town, uh, why don't you just go lean on the hood of your of your car there? And, and he did, and I, and I took one singular picture. And not two, not three, one singular picture, and then one. we moved on. And that one singular picture uh, has become the most it popular photograph shot. I've ever taken. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest seller uh, in the galleries. It's sold out of so many different editions. And um, mm-hmm. and then Bruce decided that it it was his um, it, it's what he wanted on the cover of his book of his autobiography. So I'm mm-hmm. looking at the photograph because there were a few others that I took on that same day that I thought might have been better. Uh, and I'm trying to decide why is this the biggest seller? Why does everybody want this particular photograph of Bruce leaning? And I said, well, okay, car lovers would like it. People that relate to Bruce and cars. But it's got to be something more to it. And I'm staring at it and staring at it. And all of a sudden, bang, it just it came to me. I'm looking at Bruce leaning on the car. Across the street, there was a house with a front porch. And I said, oh, my God, this is Thunder Road. This is the definitive Thunder no Road way. photograph. Wow. Where yep. in, the, in, the, in Thunder Road, he says, from your front porch to my front seat, the door is open, but the ride, it ain't free. You know, and he's waiting for the girl, whoever she is, to come down and 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 ride off with him in in the car. Wow! How about that? I didn't. That's <laughs> heavy. Yeah, no, that's heavy. You know what? I was thinking maybe that maybe Lauren Bacall lived in that area at one time. I don't think so. Maybe, I, mean, I don't maybe. remember her. I know she lived in um, New York, but I don't know that she ever mm-hmm. lived in New Jersey. You know, or maybe wow. she just recognized thing, or maybe she was thinking about Humphrey and cars. Who knows? You know, because mm-hmm. there's been some cool pictures That's of Humphrey so and, cool. and some convertibles. You know, so um, but um, I don't know why. But that what was a great, one story. great story about that photo. Mm-hmm. And another one was I was also in the same gallery. Um, I got a call from uh, one of the gals that was working there at the time, and she mm-hmm. said, "You can't mm-hmm. believe what's happening here." It's uh, Prince Street is all a buzz. He said, "Well, what happened?" He said, "A woman came in with her son, and she's holding up a 16 by 20 inch uh, dark um, Corvette winner, your Corvette shop, and she's holding it up and she's contemplating whether to buy it or not. And who walks in the gallery but Bruce Springsteen, um, his wife Patty, and his youngest son Sam. And Bruce just walks in, sees the lady holding up the picture, and says." Are you going to buy that or what? <laughs> and oh, she turned no. around. She almost, she almost dropped dead right on the spot. But he <laughs> said, look, if you're thinking about buying that, if, you, if you're serious and you want to buy it, I'll sign it for you. And then he, he, oh, then he wow. proceeded to spend about 20 minutes telling her the whole story of how that photo was taken. Oh, wow. How cool. So I, I, had, I had a chance to talk to Bruce about a week later, and I said, hey, I just want to thank you for your excellent salesmanship. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. 
that that photo has got a lot of stories behind it. Um, yeah, it's it's, it's it's pretty special. Well, you know, you've done some great work, and you're working on some new things. I I can't wait to see these lost um, pictures. You know that you have. Yep, the lost um, uh, darkness cover uh, pictures. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Guido's going to do that with you. Uh, Guido's going to be one of the galleries that will be receiving them. But um, I was contemplating two ways to go, whether to just mm-hmm. take maybe the best four or five of them and, and put them out as singular, um, you know, singular images in, in several sizes, or whether to put them into a, a portfolio. And I decided after conferring with uh, some people that I trust that the best way to do this is to put them out as individual uh, photographs, just like all the others. So, I mean, you know, the album cover for Darkness and the River um, are available through the galleries as well. They're still out there. There's some some of those are still mm-hmm. out there. But these are these are outtakes. These are, are different than uh, than the actual album cover shot, where he's given different expressions and uh, you know different body language and such. So they're kind of special and. Uh, so we're going to do those as individual, and I'll make them available to Morrison Hotel Gallery, uh, Snap Gallery in the UK, uh, Snap Galleries Limited in the UK, and uh, and of course Guido's uh, Wall of Sound. I also um, uh, there's um, there's um, Blender Gallery in Sydney, Australia, and um, and uh, Photo Gallery AD in Homestead, Sweden. That also represent me. They'll be they'll be getting some of those as well. Oh wow, nice. Okay, that's kind of cool that you're doing that. I can't wait to see those. Uh, that should yeah. be something that. And once the once are you the, there? I'm going to send them. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I hello? can hear you. Okay. I'm here. Yeah, once. The, hello, hello. I'm I'm here. I'm here. All right, I'm here too. I'm here too. And once we get uh, get them to my lab down in uh, Washington D.C. that works on my my photos, once they're all cleaned up and uh, you know if we need to uh, pop any of the colors or whatever we need to do and get them printed, uh, then we'll also make um, we'll make some images available uh, for the galleries to put into their uh, websites. Oh, fantastic! Well, that sounds kind of cool. Well, I know that we. Went a little over. I hope you don't mind. Um, we, I no, want to thank you for being World here. Is coming up. Because Perfect there's timing. And then Jeopardy. <laughs> what? Oh God, funny. You are very funny. Well, you know, it's only it's what three uh, thirty here on the uh, West Coast, and it's uh, six thirty on the East Coast. So yeah, you're just making it in time for uh, dinner and for uh, Jeopardy. There you go. <laughs> you got a double a, a double whammy there. Um, I wanted to thank you so much for being here today because um, you're probably one of my favorite people to talk to on the on the air and on the phone because it's this new stuff and you know I, I always learn something new every time I talk well, to you. Well, Holly, about I'll this. tell you, it, so, it, it goes both ways here because you're you know uh, we just start this craziness going and it just kind of takes on a life of its own and it's a lot of fun you're one of my favorite people to uh, uh to be interviewed by 
Oh, thank you. Coming from you again. That's such a, that's such a compliment. Thank you so much, Frank. And, you know, I, I really um, appreciate you giving me the time and our listeners. I hope that uh, everyone that's listening, because there is quite a large listening audience, um, I can see people have tuned in globally from all over. Uh, you know, again, if you missed this, it'll be on iTunes and on demand. And uh, again, this is Red Velvet Media. And we're going to play uh, Badlands to end with. And with that, Frank, did you have anything you'd like to say to everyone before we go into your song? No, nope, it's Bruce's been song? fun. And uh, I, hope it, I hope you guys didn't get too bored out there listening to, to oh, our please. rants. We love listening to you. And, yeah, I know. I hear you. Well, I'll be back on Friday. And uh, I wanted to let everyone know that, again, um, this has been really fun today on uh, Red Velvet Media. And uh, make sure you check out this book. If you can get it, there are two clamshell books available at the Morrison Hotel Gallery in Hollywood. And otherwise, you can order the book itself um, through the gallery yeah, the in New York, the they have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. edition. And uh, you have to stay tuned for these special new pictures that are going to be coming out um, on. Uh, how soon are those pictures going to be released, or are you going to be working on those? In the fall. In the fall? Okay. Cool. So in the fall, we have something to look forward to. So with that, guys, have a great day, and um, thank you so much, Frank, for being here, and really um, love to both you and Carol, and uh, thank you so much for sharing so much of your beautiful stories and stuff with all our listeners, because I know there's just so many people wanting to know. Thank you, my love. Have a good one. Okay. Here you guys go. Bye-bye.